Are you finding it hard physically to get to the gym these days? That was me. Hi, I'm Allie Hybers. I grew up playing sports and going to the gym regularly, but after my second baby, Leo, was born, I just couldn't find the time anymore. So I started working out from home, which I never really considered before that because honestly, I thought I would get bored. I didn't think I'd get great results from home. Well, I was humbled. I ended up getting in better shape than I ever was before in less time. I fell in love with the different workout programs. There was HIT, sports training, yoga, dance, weightlifting. I was never getting bored. And I totally fell in love with the online bootcamp I was a part of. It was a group I could check into every day for accountability, support, motivation, and nutrition support too. Being able to focus that time each day on me while the kids napped or watched cartoons was a game changer. So now I run my own online boot camps. If you're looking for some guidance to up your fitness level at home, or you're just not sure where to get started, you can find me on Instagram. It's Allie underscore Hybers underscore fitness, or you can send me an email too. It's AllieHybers at gmail.com. Hey everyone, happy Monday once again and welcome to episode 15 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from the Shawville Fast Pitch League as Joran Graham led his Brewers team to the finals by throwing a no-hitter in the semifinals along with 20 strikeouts in a close one nothing win over Greg Garrity and the Bucks. Great job, Joran, and best of luck in the finals this Thursday against the Twins. On to our guest this week and we sit down and talk with former Syracuse University star and current Team Canada member Jenna Kyra. Jenna had a tremendous career at Syracuse University where she holds 11 pitching records, was the first to have over 1,000 strikeouts, and was named Big East Pitcher of the Year in 2011. From there, Jenna would go on to continue to have a fantastic career with the Canadian women's national team as she was a key member of that Pan Am gold medal winning team that defeated the Americans in 2015 on home soil in Toronto, and she is now looking to bring home the gold from Tokyo at the 2021 Olympics. We're going to talk to Jenna about getting her start in the game at a young age her time at Syracuse, the feeling of getting named to Team Canada, as well as her time on the set of the hilarious show Mr. D and taking on Todd Martin as her pitching coach. Jenna was an absolute pleasure to talk to, and you'll find out why she is a true leader on and off the field. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this free. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. How's things up in? Uh, are you, you're in Toronto? Yes, I am in Toronto. How's, yep. how's things up there? Um, you know what? Cases are going up, but the sun is you know shining today. It's beautiful, and it's a Saturday, so yeah, <laughs> not much to complain about there then. Not much. Yeah, life is good. We can't complain yeah. day to day, right? That's yeah. right. So what do you what have you been doing since the pandemic hit? I saw on the Instagram you had some pretty big announcement back in July. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, um, you know, the Olympics are postponed. 
Um, and so during this pandemic, we, we came home in March. We were supposed to be home for 10 days when this all hit anyway. So we were all flying right. back home. Uh, we had 10 days off and, you know, Coach Smith and all of us are like, okay, see you guys in a couple weeks. Miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and we just didn't see each other again and for quite a long time. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's been an interesting process. Uh, but I think our team has done a really good job at trying to stay connected during this time. Um, but from March to June, uh, we essentially did a virtual camp um, along with some str- uh, strength programming. Um, and in within that virtual camp, you know, we did we worked with our sports psychologists a lot on the mental side of the game. So although we couldn't have a physical edge, what can we do to mentally prepare ourselves? You know, one to cope with this stuff, but then two, like, what are we doing? to, you know, learn a little bit more about ourselves and the way we play, what are our opponents doing and, you know, what type of scouting reports can we build to have that information so that, you know, as the the next year goes on, like we have concrete information that we can refer back to. Right. Um, So just having some really good conversations, trying to have some fun with it too. We, you know, Coach Smith did a really nice job at bringing in some motivational speakers. We had, um, you know, our chef de mission come in to speak with us for about 45 minutes to an hour, which was really cool. Um, and just to stay inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, trying to be realistic with the circumstances that we were in. So, you know, from, I would say, let's call it April to June, that's what we were doing. And then um, July and August, we had a summer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask how, how it felt to actually have a have a summer to do things. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Um, you know, I was talking to a few of my teammates. And some of them got um, some uh, side jobs uh, working landscaping or um, working at Canadian Tire. Um, some people actually went to the cottage a little bit, which is cool. I did that as a little bit as well. Right. Um, and just trying to refill the bucket, right? Like this whole process was, a, I would say, a mental grind to say the least. And trying to find time for yourself to regroup and doing what you need, whether it's, you know, that time away from softball, maybe it is a little bit of softball just to get a a feel and stay comfortable Um, being around, you know, a family that you can around within your bubble, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But just doing what you needed during those two months to feel recuperated so that when September 1st came, we were ready to go full throttle again. Right on. And that's where we're at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and you Quite also, the journey. And you got engaged. Uh-huh. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Was it a surprise? Um, well, so um, Eric and I, you know, I told him, I do not want to get proposed to or have talk anything about that kind of stuff until the Olympic journey is over. Right. <laughs> and this was all pre-COVID, right? Yeah. And then like, I, and I'm just like, okay, now that COVID's happening, things are being pushed. I'm like, ah, you can like propose any time you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but you know, something private, something just, just, you know, simple. And he did a wonderful job. We have a dog that we absolutely love. And so he incorporated the proposal with him in there. And awesome. it was just very special. And um, yeah, so we're engaged. Excellent. We won't be doing anything until post softball journey, obviously. So mm-hmm. looking for 2022. But yeah, that's, yeah, it was, it was a nice, um, <laughs> a nice story to tell, I think, during this time. It was uh, 
something that we could share some good news, I guess you can say. Absolutely. Well, congrats to both of you. Well, thank you very much. Uh, So little question (laughs) I ask everybody, when and where did you get your start in the game? Yeah, um, I grew up in a small town called Oak Ridges um, in Ontario. Um, I was four years old when I started playing softball. I have two elder sisters, Nadia and Danielle. They played softball as well, and we were. It was a very. It's a very small town. It's actually developed a lot <laughs> going right. back to visit these days. But you know, back in the day, like uh, there was nothing really around. We just had a couple softball fields, and there was a softball organization. So I remember watching my sisters play, and just always being at the field, and just loving watching, love watching the game. Right. Um. So. I wanted to play like Nadia, for example, she was a pitcher and I looked up to her a lot too. And I, you know, if she twirled her arm, I wanted to twirl my arm. So I would just try and mimic her, like whatever her style was, I would do it too. So whenever she would pitch or practice, you know, I would try and be beside her or go right after her and pitch. Um, I wasn't very good, but like, you know, I vividly remember twirling my arm around the kitchen and, or like literally walking around in the mall and just doing arm circles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I felt like I was just always thinking about it, you know? Um, so I started with Oak Ridges, T-ball, five pitch. Um, and then when I went, gone to Mite, I, I actually went to Aurora. Uh, but you know, unfortunately at that time we couldn't barely put a team together. It was usually like eight people that could come. And so we're always finding, um, we're always having to take some players from the other team to come join our team so we could play a full nine. Um, but, you know, I, I just loved it. I think part of it was not only the game, but also just the practicing. I love just taking an hour to throw to my dad, throw to my sister, um, and just learning about softball and, um, and just enjoying the process of, you know, <laughs> throwing a strike once every five times. Like that right. was awesome to me. And just <laughs> my dad, Oh my goodness. I don't know how he put up with me, but I would be on the driveway and he, he was awesome. Like he put a, uh, he spray painted a plate on our driveway and you know, here I am like six years old, maybe starting to pitch and he's, you know, and behind the plate and I just unfortunately chuck it like over the roof of our place. And, <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> and he would just have to go get it in the backyard. Like it was just horrible. But you know, those are the little moments that I do remember from a very young age about just learning how to pitch and spending it with my, my family and just growing in that way. Yep. Um, so, but you know, Markham was pretty much my core years of, I would say, um, a successful time in my travel right. years, my minor ball years. Um, Bob Acton was our coach, um, RIP Bob. Um, but he was that coach that didn't have a, a kid on the team. He loved the game. He was intense. He was focused. He was about culture and he created expectations for his players. Um, you know, when it came down to practices, there had to be a full commitment from us and from our families. Right. Knowing like if we're practicing three times a week, the expectation is to show up those three days. And, you know, we're here for two hours and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we traveled a lot. We went around Ontario. Uh, we made um, a couple of it, like a visit to Canada Cup at one point. Uh, we went to the state. 
to play in a few uh, tournaments. Um, So during my Markham years, I would say like those were the core years of a lot of great memories, Um, not only because of coaching, but also the players that I was surrounded with. Like I'm still very good friends and I, who I consider my sisters today from like that time period of my life. Right on. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So Markham, I mean, we were. So what, gosh, what age was that? Those, yeah. Markham, I think I was, I want to say 13, 14, and then all the way up to probably uh, 18. Oh, okay. Right um, so they're a core group of us. Like we were four time Canadian national champions, champions with Markham. Wow. And uh, so Bob actually retired from coaching and then his um, brother, uh, Patty came in, stepped in and uh, took over for, more of the midget um, time periods of our career there. Okay. Um, and he, he was great. I mean, like I know some people may look at him and be like, he's very intense and whatnot, but if you, you know, like he really loves the game, he truly cares about the players and um, our practices were very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, our games were very intense, but he allowed us to be creative. You know, he said, just be athletic and read the play. Like, I'm not going to tell you, what to do like <laughs> as a runner on first and second is you have to do a flip instead of like a you know just yeah. like play the game yeah read exactly. it right yeah and it's funny like during the Markham years when we were we hadn't won a championship um we it was our first time really going to nationals together as a team and we were I think we were just like super nervous but like we were just like really excited to be there and uh it was like the first time we won. It was insane. I remember, I, I believe we were in British Columbia um, at Sir, um, uh, Softball City. Right. And it was like super dark out. Like it was raining. Everything was just, um, just totally delayed. <laughs> and I just remember like the final play went to Sasha Stefaniak. She fields it on third base, throws it to first. And I just put my hands up, like just in complete disbelief that we just won it. Like no one was expecting us. It was just like a first time, like Bantam team, for example, to uh, to win a national championship. So that was really cool. And then I think confidence just gained with our team, like yeah. knowing we're no longer the underdogs, but here we are coming in and we have a certain expectation for ourselves. And we, you know, we expect to win yeah. every year. We may not win provincials, but our goal is to win nationals. And we would go to a game you know, especially with Patty around this time, like we would go find a field two and a half hours before our, our game. And we would then like, we would do batting practice. Like, you know, he would throw a CP. We would get our, all the ground balls that we would need. We would essentially do a full team practice beforehand. Wow. And then we'd roll in, <laughs> we'd roll in 30 minutes before so that I could like go get warm. And then the girls could just do some extra stretches and get a feel for the field. And everyone literally thought that we were just like a show and go team. (laughs) 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 No, like you don't know what we were doing beforehand. Like we're, we were just super intense, but we loved it. And we just knew what the expectations were. You know, we had a really good group of girls that had each other's backs. There was a lot of trust and team chemistry that was built throughout the years. And I think that comes from the top Mm -hmm. and then it trickles down to the players and also the parents. You know, everyone bought in, and I think that's what creates a winning culture. Yeah, for sure. I always say that I, I think team chemistry is the biggest thing that you can have for success with a team. Absolutely. I mean, you could have a, a group of strong players, but like, you know, 
I, when I think group, that doesn't necessarily mean team, right. right? I think team is deeper and I think you can look at each other and you can be vulnerable and like tell tell each other how you're feeling or like, you know, know when you're struggling and you have each other's backs or, you know, like being okay with failure, but knowing that you're going to step up the next game and do what you need to do for the team. Right. Um, saying, saying the hard things when it's uncomfortable, yeah. you know, all that I think encompasses what a, a team can truly mean. Whereas group, I think, you know, it's more about me rather than we. Yeah. Um, so I think that can really take you forward. Uh, I mean, it take you further a hundred percent when you have strong team chemistry. Absolutely. And I was fortunate yeah, to have that early on. Yeah. Now I want to jump ahead to uh, 2007 here. You get to represent Canada at the junior women's worlds. Was that, was that in the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah that was, that was in Enschede, Netherlands. <laughs> how, yeah. how was that experience? Oh gosh, it was unbelievable. That was the first time I ever got to wear a team Canada Jersey. And, right. you know, growing up, like, I always wanted to play for Team Canada. When I was four years old, I told my on my birthday, I was like, I want to play for Team Canada when I grow up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And like, no one, I even asked my parents, like, did you guys like tell me like to do that? And they're like, no, like that legit just came from you. Wow, that's crazy. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, so it was four. Like, I just, I, I don't know where it came from. Like, I don't know if I saw something on TV one time or if like I was just trying to think of like what was the highest honor or what, what, the biggest thing I could do for softball and, right. you know, team Canada was up there. So I, I said it and it's, I think that was always like a deep um, goal of mine. I think it was more like subconscious. I, I think like during my playing days, like in minor league and in, my, in minor ball, like I don't think that I was always putting that pressure to be like, I have to perform so I can make team Canada. Like I legit just love playing and competing. Right. And um, so I think when, the time came in 2007 and, you know, it went to the tryout. It was very short and quick, right? Like mm-hmm. it was, you show up for the, for the tryout a few days, they figure out what the team is and then you practice for maybe a week and then you travel overseas and then you go to the world tournament. Wow. And, uh, so we were in Inchkidid and, um, I just remember it raining every single day. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> oh my God. It was just like a, Oh my God. It was very muddy, very wet. But honestly, I just remember seeing the grounds crew working so hard just to try and keep the game going, whether it was, even though it was delayed, like, you know, you never started on time, but you always found a way to get the games in. Yeah. Um, and what I think was really cool is that when I looked around me, I was playing with a couple of my teammates from Markham, which was really like an awesome honor, mm-hmm. but then I'm playing with players who I always competed against. Yeah. And it's amazing, you know, like when you represent your country and you're playing for this team, like all the people that you always played against, like you can finally come together and, and do something greater than yourself or than just like a, your your travel ball team, I think is really special. And oh, you get is. to know each other on a deeper level. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, you know, someone like Megan Evans was a pitcher there and, you know, Carly Moore was a pitcher from, uh, I'm sorry, a third baseman from BC and, you know, we had Jessica Teason, who eventually was also on our um, senior team at one point. Um, Katrina Lavin was from Markham Jaguars, like with me and Emily Dentham, too. Wow. So it, it was just like really cool to like look around you and be like, I know everyone here, but now I get to like compete with you to try and do something awesome yeah. for our country. Uh, who, um, who, was co- and, who was coaching yeah. you guys then? 
Mark Sanderson, um, Harvey Stevenson was our manager. He was hilarious. He's just an awesome guy. He's been around the game for a long time. Like right. he had the great rep. But um, yeah, um, Mark was our another Mark. How about that? Right? Yeah, really? <laughs> Jeez, they're all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he was there. Uh, but it, it was it was so quick. It was insane how fast that those two weeks went and you played against Venezuela, you played against Chinese Taipei, like you name it. It's like, wow. Like you get to see other teams, like from other countries, like the, like just seeing their style of play. Yeah. Like I just, regardless if it was junior team or, or senior team, there's something about Venezuela. I just love watching them. Play. And like, they're just so athletic and competitive. Like you can never, if it's the seventh inning and you're winning, you can never just like say, Oh, the game's done. We got it. Like yeah. they will always, but they're scrappy. And I just, I love that. You can't, you'll never be able to take a second off with like playing against them. And I remember playing them for uh, the bronze and unfortunately we lost. Um, and, but I just remember I, I went to my coach. I was like, I legit just like totally emptied the tank. We did too. Like they just outplayed us. And yeah. it was, it was a wonderful experience. I think it was um, the first taste of international experience. Um, and yeah, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. It was just super cool to be a part of. So was this during your uh, recruiting process for university, was it? Yes. Yeah. So, um, oh, so I was actually, I'm trying to think here. Um, 2007, I would have been going i think i was in switzerland oh. <laughs> i was living in switzerland for a couple of years actually uh, my parents got um transferred for work so i was like away from the north american softball lifestyle and i was in europe where you know in switzerland specifically was not very prominent no. uh, it wasn't a very uh <laughs> a well-known sport i guess you can say yeah um and so when i you know that whole the recruiting process, 2007, you know, that, that I was like in between. So I was actually going back to Switzerland instead of going to what would have been my first year of university. Cause I did an extra year in Switzerland. I think I'm confusing the story here, okay. but no, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was, I went from, I think the Netherlands and then from my, from what I remember, I believe I stayed in Switzerland after that. And I was just like going back to school there and <laughs> just like uh. living my other life. That was so random. Uh. Um, but it was a part of me. So I actually, so all of my teammates, I think they would have had a, they would have gone into um, school their fr freshman year at that time. But for me, I stayed one year back okay. to uh, yeah, do an IB program uh. with my fam. Nice. So yeah. Yeah. So, so, so how many, how many, how many schools were you looking at? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I think with the recruiting process, for example, I think for me at that time in my life, I really had no idea what NCAA really meant right. and like what it could offer. Um, I remember like when I was just starting the recruiting process, like creating a video and just trying to get like my name out there. I remember, you know, um, our, our, our manager at the time, Freddie was just like, where, where do you want to go? I'm like, ah, <laughs> like summer warm, <laughs> I think <laughs> he's like, okay, well, and he's like, you know what, you don't want a certain division to be. I'm like, what does that even mean? So like, I had to like do a lot of research right. to understand what D1, D2, D3 meant. I had to understand, you know, what was important to me in terms of, um, 
you know, do, do I want to be near my home, like in Canada? Like, mm-hmm. is warmth really that big of a priority for me? What was the academics like? So I actually fell upon a few Northeastern type of uh, schools that I really uh, considered and really liked. Um, Syracuse was obviously one of them. And uh, I, I, my team, Markham Jaguars, we were going to showcase tournaments in the summer and also in the fall, actually, just to kind of expose ourselves to um, coaches. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of the way I was getting recruited. I think it became more word of mouth. Like I was sending out emails, but then I was getting emails from coaches without me really reaching out to them. Right. Um, And I think it just had to do with like how well our team played and like the way we carried ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's one of the ways Syracuse saw me was at one of those showcase tournaments. And Kyle Jamison was actually the pitching coach at the time there. And he's from Ottawa. And he played, I believe, uh, don't quote me, but I want to say he was on the junior national team for the men's, men's team. Okay. At one point, he was a pitcher. And so we had that in common right off the bat. And he's from Ottawa. And then he brought in the whole like Ottawa Senators versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Had a whole like rivalry going on. How dare he? So we played, <laughs> how dare he? Oh, yeah. So uh, I think we had like that connection right away. I really liked, like, for example, Syracuse has a really great academic. Uh, it's very well known for its academics. And that was important for me. I had my program um, and the softball program specifically, you know, it re- really wasn't on the map. But talking to Coach Jamison and talking to Coach Ross, you know, getting a, a feel for who they were as people and what they really wanted out of this program. You could tell that they were itching for something more. Right. And I think it's, it came to recruiting and the, my freshman class, like they recruited nine of us. Like you could tell like the people that were around me, they were, they had a winning mindset and they, they didn't want to lose. And, you know, and so we, I think we did a really good job at bringing that in my freshman year, but the recruiting process itself was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't rush into it. Like I know that the offers that I was getting were great, but I really made sure that when I went to visit the schools, I personally felt comfortable there. Like it wasn't my parents saying you should go here. Right. Like, could I see myself being there for four years? Mm-hmm. You know, I would go on the softball field. I'd step on the mound. Can I see myself playing here? I'd walk along the campus. Do I feel safe? Do I like what the buildings look like? Do I have pride when I'm walking around here. Mm-hmm. And like, those are the things that I share with, you know, young um, athletes today when I'm coaching them and they're asking about the whole recruiting process. It's like you're the one that has to live there for the four years. So make sure you're the one that's enjoying it and you're making this decision for yourself. Yeah. It's a big one. Oh yeah. But like do the best you can to feel confident in your decision. Yeah. And that's what I felt when I went to Syracuse. So what was your, what was your first impression of the campus when you got there? Oh, I loved their campus. I just, I loved how the buildings were different. They were, they were older. They were just so cool. Um, I love that. Um, it was, it was a big campus, but not so grand. Like you have some campuses in the United States that like could take you like 30 minutes to cross, go from A to B. Um, this one, it was like to go from the further section of a would take maybe like 12 minutes to get to the other side. And like, that was perfect for me. Um, and so my first impression was just like, yeah, like this is really cool. And then they would take me to the softball field and like, I would, I'll be open. And like, I think everyone who went there could agree that it wasn't, you know, the most beautiful field mm-hmm. uh, exter- like from the exterior um, by any means, but 
the ground crew guys, like, man, such a deep appreciation for like these guys, Jim and all these other guys, like they loved our field. They took care of it. They had, they really took pride in what, how they were, you know, working with the clay and making sure that it was ready every day for us. Like making sure there weren't any weeds sticking out. The grass was perfect. I remember our first practice, we had a meeting out in the outfield and it was like my first time actually touching the grass. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) this is so nice. Yeah. (laughs) And I just like, I don't know, like as a Canadian coming in, you know, like there's the the athletics is different in the States than what it is in Canada. Um, And I just remember feeling like really excited and having an appreciation for where I was and what was being offered mm. for our us as athletes. It was very good. It was very special. Yeah. We talked about the ground screw. It's it's huge when you have a like nice field to like especially especially pitch on. Cause it, yes. if you if you have those <laughs> you have those fields where there's like craters where you're landing and stuff, it's just like, oh come on. It's the worst. Yeah. I will say hundred percent like our mound, I loved it. Like I wasn't digging too deep. Like I keep creating craters as you say and it was just, it felt like home. It's that's yeah. such a corny cliche thing to say, but like it, I just loved pitching on that mound. Yeah. They did such a great job maintaining it. And just, as I said, took pride in keeping and in, in maintaining it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was always special being on that field. Now, what do you remember about your first game against New Mexico? Oh God. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you, I honestly can't remember much aside from like there being like a crazy, windstorm oh wow <laughs> it was just like it was just dirt flying everywhere it was just so much going on like it was just really bad weather and it was just very different from what i was used to mm. um, um i honestly I, I can't recall too much was that like my first game uh, yeah you guys played three games against new mexico to start the season uh-huh. yeah and i believe you got in, I, you got in all three the first two the first game we lost didn't we yeah and then you won the second. We lost the first game. Yeah. Yes, I remember this vid- like better now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so, um, my first game, I remember being put in, and I was so nervous. Oh, oh no doubt. Goodness. And my coach is like, "This is why you're here." And he gives me yeah. the ball. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you know, and like, I'm, like I'm, I'm down for it. Like that's like I know, like that's why I'm here, and I was, I was for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, the game just didn't go the way I wanted it. And, you know, after that game, when we lost, I was like, man, like, I'm not going to be seeing that field for a long time now. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the next day he gives me the ball and he's like, you got this. And we won. Right. I I remember we won. won Yeah. And I I remember going to him. I'm like, thank you for giving me the opportunity to redeem myself. And I think that says a lot about a coach, you know, like having the belief and knowing that like, okay, like nerves definitely probably got the best of them. Like let her get her feet settled, you know, and, and figure this out because she will. Mm. Um, I think there just needs to be some guidance and a little bit of belief. And I think he's definitely showed that. Um, so I, you know, when I'm like listening to your podcast, it's very impressive listening to some of these guys just reminisce about the absolute details mm. <laughs> of their games. And I unfortunately don't have that with Mexico, but, um, I just remember having that conversation with him afterwards mm-hmm. um, and knowing that we had won the second game and I felt better. And I was just like getting, getting, feeling more confident in myself. Yeah. We're now like 
the preseason was tough. Um, it wasn't my best you know, showing, but I think as a freshman, it was a really good experience to at least kind of gauge where I was at that point and what I needed to do to be better. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you went on to win Big East Rookie of the Year and lead the team and win yeah. innings pitched and strikeouts. Um, What what do you think was your biggest adjustment in that first season? Um, I think it was mindset. Right. A lot. Like I knew I had the tools um, to do, to be successful. You know, I believed in my pitches. I believed in my competitive nature. Um, But I I think like when you go from travel ball to NCAA, like it is a different level. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the beginning you could, question yourself a little bit be like, like, do I belong here? Like, what did I do? Um, but I think just having those real conversations about, um, what do I need right now? Um, I think is very important to preparing yourself for the future. Um, I I don't, I'm not like a show and go kind of pitcher. Like I do need to take that time to practice and Mm -hmm. I learn from my mistakes and I apply that into my practices to ensure that I'm closing that gap. And I think, you know, leaning on my coaching staff, leaning on my teammates and just trying to have fun with it. But then also going back and remembering who my mentors were, like, you know, my parents are obviously a big part of my life. And, you know, I, I talk to them on the daily and it's just really nice to have their support, but that, you know, like having like Todd, for example, Todd Martin, like he was my pitching coach growing up and, uh, I called him a couple of times and he was just another supportive person that was just like, Hey, you got this, you know what to do. Like he, just, he just said, he said, he said, throw that flip change, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best one. The best pitch is the flip. You know how I feel about that one. We can get into that uh, soon if you like. But, uh, we'll but yeah, we'll touch think, on that yeah. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think like, uh, you know, as you said, like my, my season got better mm. as the season went on. And I think it's just about getting that experience, knowing what you need as a player and using the people around you and being okay to ask for help yep. and um, telling what you need is important for anyone, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business, whether it's in school, I think it's an important life lesson that you can take anywhere. Right. Now that, that same year you'd be named to the Canadian national team. Uh, what, mm-hmm. how, what was the feeling there? That must've been amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Oh man, I I still have my uh, a picture because uh, Leah McIntosh, she was my, she's a a pitcher as well, and I grew up playing against her for a number of years. But she was on the team as well. We were roommates, and I remember putting on the uniform like we got it, and like we weren't playing for another couple of days at least, mm. and we just put on like the entire uniform, like like <laughs> jersey, shorts, uh, sliders, <laughs> socks, like the whole get up the hat like yep. <laughs> and we're just like taking pictures is so proud and just so excited to be there yeah um and it's a, it's an unreal feeling like you, you know the junior team is something that's like a, a step up but then like making the senior team mm. it's like man like you look around the people who are there like you have like Aaron Cumstone, you have Sheena Morris, you have Mel Matthews, like you have these Olympians that you're surrounded by that you grew up watching. Like, especially when I went to Canada Cup, like I remember them. Right. And now I have the, like, I, I'm fortunate to be able to play with them and like work with them. Like that was so crazy to me. Uh, but I think, 
I I was just so young and just kind of naive too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, like this is so cool. Like who knows? Like I didn't know what I was getting into. Like you know, international softball at the senior level is very competitive, and you know, I held my own. I, I believe, and I just think the the first experience though, like that that giddiness yeah. is like something I'll never forget because it is something truly special. It's a, a goal that I accomplished to be in there. And from that point on, it was more like, how can I stay here? Like, what can I do? Like, I love this so much. Like, what do I have to do to maintain this position? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. you guys, you the next year you go on to win bronze at the Worlds in Venezuela. What do you remember? Yeah. Was that that would have been your first big tournament with them? Would it not? Uh, yeah. So yeah. for Worlds, yes, one hundred percent. Um, I think in oh, it was against China, correct? Uh, yes. Do you have all those deets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure. Okay. So my memory's not, go- <laughs> it's not too bad here. Um, it was like a, a pretty intense game. Like, cause we, it was, oh man, a walk-off hit. I can't, I think Lever, Caitlin Lever was on second base. Like it was a really intense game. It was, I think Danielle started, Danielle Laurie. Yeah. And then I came in to close and it was like, I, I remember like there were I don't know exactly how many runners were on base, but there were definitely a couple and uh, we managed to get out of the inning, um, just keep it tied. And then at the last inning, uh, Lever was on second. I think Jen Yi was up and she like hit something um, into left center and Lever is just so fast and right. she's like booking it, right? Like anything that touches grass, like she's going and she, she was safe at home. And I just remember like our team just running out of the gates, like running out the dugout and just hugging each other. Cause, Oh my, it was just such a surreal feeling. Cause like we did it, like we meddled, like it was something yeah. really special for our team, especially for those, you know, who were all on the 2008 Olympic team. Right. Like there were a few members that came back and I think like, redemption a little bit like oh no it wasn't the olympic experience but like it was a medal right and it's uh, something that they did together that we collectively as a new team did together and i think that was very special oh, um so yeah quite a moment yeah that was really cool yeah yeah before we move on outside the shoot we'd like to thank one of their sponsors prodigy sports Located at Nine Simmons Road in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Prodigy Sports is your leading supplier of team, league, and school sporting good products. Prodigy Sports prides itself in its unique working relationships with all the major name brands in the athletic industry and has an extremely close working relationship with sporting good manufacturers around the world. This combination makes Prodigy Sports your number one supplier of sports equipment, clothing, and supplies. Please join them by looking further into their website, prodigy-sports.com, and discovering the world of Prodigy Sports right at your fingertips. If you have any questions about their company or any of their products, please feel free to contact them at 902-446-4645. Now we'll go back to Syracuse. Uh, sure. You had, you had an amazing career there. You became the first player to have over a thousand career strikeouts. Um, what's some of the things that stand out with your like your last three years there? Uh, well, I think what made the last three years um, successful was what happened my f- is what happened in my first year, if that makes sense. Okay. The learnings from my first year. Yeah. So to talk about my first year near the end, like we went to the Big East tournament 
we lost like the first game. So it's a one and out. Right. So if you lose, you go home. So we go all the way to Louisville. <laughs> we drive there, wow. I think. It's, and from, from New York and then you lose and you got to come home. And I, I think I had like nine strikeouts. Like it was a really close game and, you know, it, we just made a mental error to mm-hmm. finish it. Um, and it was really unfortunate. Like we had it in the bag, we were up and then we kind of let them trickle back in. And I just remember after, after the game, I changed and I just had to go for a walk and Kelly Sacco and I were actually just hanging out together, just roaming the streets of <laughs> Louisville, which is a beautiful place. I love Louisville. Um, and I just went to her. I'm like, that will never happen again. Like we, we will not have a, we will not lose again like that. And she's like, I am totally on board. Wow. And I think like our freshman class is like, especially we just did not like the way that that year ended and oh, like how not. it tasted in our mouth. And like, don't get me wrong. Like our, our team was like wonderful. Like we had great seniors, especially that, you know, were very caring and like they created a, like a, a nice team culture mm-hmm. where I felt comfortable, but like I knew we had to take the next three years and step it up. And I think our, our coaches knew that as well. And our first practice of my sophomore year, so my second year, was totally different than any of the practices my freshman year. Is that right? It was high intensity. We had we had a, a legit like plan every day. That he post like our coaches posted it on the dugout. We knew exactly what was happening at specific times. It was as I said, like a fast pace. Like we had our defense, and then we had like pressure defense all the time we played we did these specialty plays where i don't know like we we don't really see it much in softball but like we'll play you know a wheel play with first base back if we have a power lefty up and i'm let's say i'm pitching or like any of our pitchers are really on the mound anything that's hit to the right side and it's like on the ground like i'm booking it to first base to try and play that for kind of like a baseball yeah you know i hear you um yeah, hundred percent. So like we would just do that and that, that never happened except for the last, <laughs> I think it happened two times in the Big East final that year. No way. It was like, we practiced, a day. I swear to God, we're like, holy cow. And that was like, it was just crazy. Like you practice it cause you never know. You got to be creative. You got to stay athletic. And I think that's what our coaches really tried to pull out of us. It's like, we're not just doing reps here. We're here to like push the envelope. Yeah. And I think not only in our practices, but I think in terms of our leadership, um, we took it to a next level. I think uh, we had conversations about expectations, goal setting, and we had to start building trust a little bit more. I think we had to, we were uncomfortable calling people out, not like in a rude, like you suck kind of thing, but like, Hey, like you're, you're not showing up enough today. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, in a loving supportive way, but like also like this is, this is our team expectation. And we didn't really have that yet. So we had to, we did some team bonding. We had tougher conversations Um, throughout those three years. Our head coach sat down with, um, I think there was about five of us. There's uh, uh, myself, Lacey Cole, Stephanie Watts, Kelly Sacco, um, and Lysira Daniels. And she's like, you know, you guys are the leaders of this team and we need to work together to ensure that the rest of the younger players know what, what to expect mm-hmm. and how we roll. And I, I, what I really loved about it is like, you look at all five of us 
and we all have very different personalities. And when you look at a team, there's so many different personalities that you got to work with, right? right? Yep. And so when the five of us, like we, we worked with this book, it's called the captain's manual. And like every week we sat down with our head coach and we, and it talks about like your players and you have open discussions about, you know, who's on the spectrum of being quiet and who are those like loudmouth people that like you can like yell at, but they won't take, you know, personal offense to it. Right. Wow. And like, like for me, it's like, I'm that kind of at that time, especially like leader by example, like I'm not there to like yell or like call people out or whatever, or like be like, come on, like we got it. It was more like, I got my arm around you. It's like, Hey, like, you got this, what's going on, let's talk or whatever. So that was me. And like, we targeted like people who were more that type of personality. So like, if they were struggling, oh, Jenna, you got her. And Lacey, we call it a loud mouth Lacey. Like she's, <laughs> you know, loud, like enthusiastic, like really great. But like, there are certain people that who needed that kick in the butt at the time, Lacey was on them. You know, so we worked yeah. collectively to ensure that our team was going the right direction. Um, so I, I think that's how you, uh, that's one of the ways that we built trust. We, we were way better with communication and we had goal setting saying like, we have to win. We, our goal is to win 40 plus games. So like, even if we didn't win Big East, like we're at least, you know, with our schedule that we have, like we're good enough to be um, entered into the regional tournament. Um, so like, I think it wasn't just like a nice to be here mindset anymore. It was like, we belong here, but like, we don't, we don't deserve to be here. We have to earn our way here. Exactly, and I yeah. think that was our approach every year. Right. And, um, our competition got stronger. Like it was just, we, as we won more, our confidence grew, but at the same time, there was more responsibility with that. Right. Like I would never tell a teammate that you have to come to practice or do extra work with me, let's say, but I would encourage them. Or I would like try and be that example. Like, Hey, like I'm going to the field today. If anyone wants to join, I'll be there at two, yeah. you know, and our hope is that people follow and like they see like how to make those right choices. Well, that's good. You get to see I the, you get, you get to see the, when you do that, you get to see the people that, you know, are really invested in it. Yeah, totally. And you hope that the younger players see it and that they start to buy into that. And when we leave, you know, they have learned so much that they can then apply it to the younger generation, mm-hmm. or like the next generation. And it's funny. <laughs> I, after my four years there, I was actually coaching for two years with the program. And um, I remember sitting in my office, door open and um, similar style. Like um, my head coach brought in a few people that, you know, were considered leaders on our team and, um, when I was a senior, for example, this girl would have been maybe a sophomore. Okay. And I remember her saying, so second year, and I remember her saying in the conversation, she's like, you know, when I was a sophomore, I never understood why our seniors would just get on us. And like, they like, they've had such high expectations and it just felt like it was so competitive but like being in this position now, I understand. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, I like, and I just started clapping like, <laughs> <laughs> and they all started laughing, but it's like, we, we did it out of love. Like we did yeah. it because we truly care about the program. We care about the well-being of our players and we want, we want it. We want to win. And like, these are the ways you're, we're going to win. Yeah. And it's going to be hard. It's going to, you're going to have tough conversations. You're going to have great times. You're going to have hard times, but yeah. 
we're in this together. And I think she really saw that when she had to step into that leadership role. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, now I want to jump ahead to 2015. That was a pretty big year for you. You guys won gold at the Pan yeah. Am Games, beating Americans on home soil. That yeah. must have been friggin' amazing. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. Like, I think about, one, being in Canada, two, being in Ontario. Yeah. You know, we know, Team Canada never really gets to play in Ontario for, like, big tournaments. Like, we're usually in BC, yeah, um, which is always a great experience. So we're never, like, really in other provinces. So being able, like, personally, being able to play in my home province on home soil, like, that was just such a great opportunity. Mm. And um, we played... Um, USA in the final, as you said, but, um, I, I tell, I told a story a little bit ago, um, with someone else, but I remember the night before the big day, mm-hmm. we were at the Pan American village and I'm rooming with Joey Lai. Okay. And we're sitting there and we're just like lights out, like trying to go to bed, like hearts racing, like super excited to play the next day. And Joey's like, Jenna. And I'm like, yeah like we're gonna win tomorrow and i just smiled i'm like i know you know like it's just like confidence like yeah. we hadn't beaten we hadn't beaten the americans yet mm. that year like we lost like we we're close but like not happening like damn yeah. and but there was just like this calm confidence mm-hmm. in us i think that we we truly believe like this was our time and like even going back further to like understanding how we got there like and in this moment, like we use all of preseason as a way to get ready for this moment. Okay. You know, like Coach Smith was great. Like he was like, I don't care if we win, we don't win like Oklahoma City Cup, you know, but like are we learning every game about what we need to be wh- where we need to be to be ready for that that medal game. Right. That on whatever July twenty fifth or whatever it was. And so like we literally took small goals. We, we did chunks of goal setting throughout the year and we were just trying to get 1% better. Every tournament, we would talk about our goals in that, that week. And then we would literally debrief at the end of the week. Like, how did we do? Where were we at? What's good? What's bad? What are we missing? And then we would just take that information and we would try and just use it to get better and better. And now, like, don't get me wrong, it was a fluctuating year, 100%, but, like, fluctuating, but, like, still moving in the upward direction. Mm -hmm. And so when I think one of the reasons why we were so confident going into that game was because, like, we legit did everything we could to prepare for that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we, our culture was stronger. We, We really honed into our culture that year and, like, knowing what we stood for, what were our core values? Are we living our core values? Are we holding each other accountable? And we did. And then it was fun. And we were on the bus that morning um, from the Pan Am Village going to Ajax. And it was about like a 40-minute drive. And everyone has their headphones in, getting ready and settled and getting their mind in the right spot. And <laughs> all of a sudden you hear Sarah Groenwagen who was starting and finished that entire game that, that day. Yeah. She pitched off. She just, yeah. Oh my God. What a, what an outing. She was unbelievable. <laughs> she just starts singing the national anthem, you know? Yeah. And we're like, what? Like just, just on our own, you know, like no background music, yeah. like just singing it out loud. 
everyone's like pulling their headphones in and everyone slowly starts singing together. And I, I, as I'm talking, I'm still getting goosebumps. goosebumps yeah, that, so do I. I have them too. That's amazing. <laughs> right on. And like we all sang the national anthem and it was just like such a cool feeling, like major pride going on, you know? No and doubt, yes. We, we, we step off the bus or our warm up was just like calm, but like smooth and easy but focused. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that how, how the team played the entire game. Like those who were on the field, like making amazing plays. Sarah, as I said, like pitched an amazing outing, you know, like our, the girls who weren't, you know, in the starting lineup were legit, like sharing information and being like, Hey, this person last time, drove it to left, let's say. And like, yeah. you know, like Logan White was the perfect example. Like she wasn't starting. Uh, I don't believe she was starting that game, but she was in the dugout, like kind of like letting like our right fielder know. It's like, hey, like maybe like there's a ship, like we're just sharing information, right? Yeah. Well, those, and, little, those little um, things are huge. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like those are the little details that go a long way. Yeah. And like everyone, as, as I'm like trying to, um, as I'm rambling here, but what I'm trying to say is like, even those who aren't, who are the non-starters there we're up on the fence cheering our team every single pitch mm-hmm. regardless of you know whether we're in or whether we're not like we are a full 15 and it's going to take every single person to win this today yeah and that's exactly what happened we were loud we were ready we had like the amazing canadian supporters all around the stadium like it was just such a cool environment to be in it was hot, yeah. <laughs> which we loved. Um, and yeah, like the last pitch, Sarah throws a changeup. I believe it was like 0-2. And, and she just, you know, strike three. She drops her glove and mm-hmm. just like, and I think it was an amazing picture of her just like, just like saying like, yeah, like rafters running. Like I'm yeah. like <laughs> sprinting to them. Like and we all just do those huge, um, oh God, just this big um we just come together essentially and just like jump on one another and it was hilarious it was such an amazing day i think best day i think when i watched went back and watched the video when you guys won that there was somebody that ran in from the outfield and went to jump on like the pile and they bounced (laughs) right back off and fell right i can't remember who it was I want to say that was Megan Timms. I don't. I think she's coming from third base. I think. Oh God, I'm gonna have to look back too. But that was a definite joke. One of the girls came in so hard. Yeah, and then just like did a flat back bump on her. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that was captured. I I have to revisit it, but I'm. I want to say it was Timfer, but. Um, not sure about, I, I don't want to, I don't want you to quote me, but yeah. it was, someone did it and it was hilarious and it was amazing. Right on. Now that the same year <laughs> you, uh, you appeared on Mr. D. I, I friggin' love <laughs> yep. that show. I love that show so much. How, how did that all come about? Oh God, that was such an amazing experience. That was actually, um, the year before that was in 2014. Oh, was it? Home from, yeah. No oh, right. Show, oh, like, right. It aired in 2015. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. So, God, we were coming back from uh, Amsterdam, from Worlds, and I was just like, it was a long season. I just remember, I believe it was August, and I'm just like, you know, trying to enjoy the rest of my summer, doing like just summery things. And I get a, an email from our um, marketing PR manager, Joe LeBlanc, and he's mm-hmm. like, hey, um, you know, Jerry D, um, you know, star of Mr. D is looking to bring in a softball player, pitcher specifically, 
would you be interested in going? <laughs> and I was like, wait, like to act? <laughs> and like, and I was like, dude, like I'm thinking to myself and I'm like reflecting like hardcore here. I'm like, man, like in grade nine, I, I totally did not do drama. I chose music, like stage fright, hardcore. I'm not good at improv. Like what if they make me do improv? Like I'm going to be sweating. Oh my goodness. And, and I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And my brother-in-law, he was the one was like, are you nuts? Like you have to say yes to this. Like this is yes, such a cool opportunity. Of course. Like just smack me in the face, like figure it out. Come back to reality, Jenna. And I said, okay, like, it definitely got to represent like Team Canada softball here. Like I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so literally I go from, come home from Amsterdam and then two days later they fly me out to Halifax. And I've only heard amazing things about Jerry D. Like he's just a mm. wonderful human being. And immediately when I get there, like their whole staff is just making me feel so, um, just so welcomed and so comfortable and then like there and our first scene, thank the Lord, is on a softball field. So like there's a couple of scenes I'm in, one's yeah. in a school and then the next one's on the softball field, but we did the the first scene for me was oh, on a field. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I feel like a little bit more at home. Like I can handle this. So you know, Jerry comes straight up to me and he's just so genuine and he's just like he truly is like asking like legit, like wonderful, just nice human <laughs> Yeah. human questions like how was your flight like how you doing like what a great season like and he just like he just wants to get to know me mm-hmm. and he just made me feel comfortable off the bat and um so then we do the scenes and it was just like and like I had the whole script like they gave me the script beforehand <laughs> and I was like I legit like memorized word for word of like what I had to say and then what does Jerry say to me on when I get there I'm like, well, I, I'm like, I know the script, like I'm ready to go. And it's like, oh, you know, that's just kind of like a guy. Like, we'll just like improv and just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Did, did you almost, but, did you almost yeah, pin him? I did. It, oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up so I can like literally explain what happened. <laughs> that was a legit accident. Um, they just kept rolling film and like, I threw like probably like 50 pitches and we we're just like, you know, going back at it with each other yeah. and just harping one another. And so they had a bucket of balls and the bottom were the white, white balls mm-hmm. that we used to use. Like when back when I was right. at like yeah. eight, nine, 10 years old, yeah. um, probably use more for slow pitch now. And um, then on top of those balls were the yellow ones, which I'm used to. Yeah. And they were like legit out of the package. Like no one like beat oh, them up or man. anything. I know what you mean. And uh, as every, yeah, every pitcher kind of, I think understands what I'm feeling right now. Like my hands are getting sweaty thinking about that, uh, that feel. Yep. Um, so um, we're going through the yellow balls and you know, we're chirping at each other, swinging and missing. We're just like having a good time with it. And then all of a sudden we get to the white balls. <laughs> and like those things were slick, like really right. Slick. And I just let go, and he like legit bails out of the way, and he gives me like a because I said before, he's like, "Are you gonna hit me?" I'm like, "No, man, like I I got it. Like if I hit you, like I should be off of Team Canada. Like <laughs> not going 100 percent here." And like I legit like almost nail him like in the in like yeah in the feet like it rolled yeah. almost like it like just totally blocked and slipped out of my hand. But the best you were like and oh like, you were like oh sorry Jerry. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and you just have to keep going because yeah. you're like, we're just going to roll. So just play whatever happens. I was like, okay. And I was like, like I totally chuckled. And I was just, yeah. oh, it was such a hilarious moment. And at the end, he's like, what was that? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how you kept it together in that scene because Mark Little, who plays oh. Simon, was hilarious yes. in that scene. Oh, he too was an amazing is an amazing guy, yeah. and he was so funny out there, just like swatting like fake flies yeah. and doing like <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like um what do you call those snow angels in yeah. the outfield? Like just oh, he's such a character. It was so fun being able to meet them and work with them. No doubt. Uh, I I went back and watched the episode a few times now, and I I, <laughs> I, I don't know how you kept it together, especially in the, the scene where, you know, that the soldier father comes back and, and they're doing that. Whole, and I was like, how is she not laughing? Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Like, it, that part was pretty intense, apparently, like, just from... Uh, I, I don't know how you even, what do you even call well, it? it? So like from an acting standpoint, it was awkward it just, because like it was totally like the, the storyline was interesting, yeah. like, but like hilarious. Yeah. But like they had a lot of people on set for that one scene specifically, mm-hmm. like apparently more than what they're usually, what they're used to apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, they really wanted to make like all the angles like really good. And like wanted to make sure like it was coming off, you know, strong. Like they take pride in what they, they produce. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> we probably did that scene like for almost like two hours, I think like oh, it was really? like a 15 second, 30 second scene. It was just like, yeah, we, we tried different things, um, saying certain things that were like, ah, no, maybe not that. And we were just like, just trying to improvise funny enough. Yeah. Um, but like that storyline with that soldier coming home and like <laughs> Jerry just trying to convince himself <laughs> that that's his daughter. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, such a, it's a such a great show. It's a fantastic uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I get texts sometimes like you're on TV. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like Jerry D. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Five years later, six years later. Yeah. Right. It was, I'm, I'm honestly, I was, I was very honored to be able to represent softball Canada in that way, mm-hmm. you know, like the fact that they wanted to have a softball player and, you know, I just really wanted to make sure that um, I did a good job for, you know, on behalf of the ladies up there and um, for our sport in general, just to get more exposure to our game. So I was really honored and privileged to be able to be there and um, have a good time with them. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thank you, Jerry D. Yes, sir. <laughs> Back to ball now. Uh, Let's talk about sure. Kaylee's walk-off home run that qualified you guys to the to the Olympics. That oh, that was a huge moment. Like we talked to mm-hmm. Kaylee, we talked to Holly on here, and and of course mm-hmm. Kaylee remembers it vividly. <laughs> but I'm sure you do too. Uh, maybe run run us totally. through your emotions of you know knowing you're going to the Olympics. Oh my God! Well, I just firstly like I remember when Rafter was up, and you just kind of look at like the situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like right up against the fence, like near like the front of the dugout. And I don't know who I said it to, but like we both were, we both called it. We're like home run right here. (laughs) (laughs) And and we're just like nodding. We're like, yep, yep. And then holy cow, does it happen? And like, what a perfect time to be able to come together and celebrate as a team. Yeah. You know, like we knew what we had to do the day before was like a gut wrencher. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be able to have that moment for our team, like coming together, celebrating as one, like no one more deserving than Rafi to get that winning hit. I mean, 
you know, I, I say this to her a lot, but like I call her our rock. Um, she's just so composed. She's such a student of the game. And like, she, like she was coming off an injury. Like she got, she had a surgery earlier that year and like, she just did what she had to do to get back. And like, she was just, she did what she had to do Yeah. and no one better to have that moment than someone like her. And it was, we're just, just so genuinely happy one for her, for our team, like everyone's hugging, everyone's like crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, holy moly. Like to have, like your family there too. Like, I just like remember looking at the stands and like waving to my family and, and just then we walked around the outfield for like all the, to like give high fives to all the other, like kids who were there supporting like our, our journey. And man, like just to feel like we at team Canada did it. And like, we were supported on our home soil by so many Canadian fans. Like it was just such a surreal feeling. It's like, we did it. Like, thank God. Like they say, you know, when you look at a four year Olympic cycle, year three is always the most difficult. Right. It's, it's the most strenuous year because, you know, year one and two, you're like, just trying to like develop, get stronger, figure it out as a team individually. But year three is like for a lot of them, uh, teams and um, athletes like that's a lot of their the um, qualifier years yep so you know in order to go on to this year four like you got to figure it out for year three so like that is one of the more stressful times that people deal with yeah um so it was just really nice to be able to have that accomplishment and to be able to have team canada back into the olympics after a 12-year stint of being out for so many years so mm-hmm really awesome to be able to be at the table for 2021. <laughs> That's right. Now ex- expectations yeah. are, are, you know, fairly high for the team. I and mean, we talked to coach Smith on here a couple of weeks ago and he said the extra year off uh-huh. would, you know, could be a big benefit for you guys, especially from a mental standpoint. Would you tend to agree? Yeah. Yeah. And like earlier, I was just saying like, you know, he gave us July and August off to do what we needed to re- recuperate. I mean, this whole thing has just been a grind for the last you know, four years, call it. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't think people really realize we legit make this our full-time job. Yeah. You know, we are training six days a week for hours. Like we're in the gym two and a half hours, maybe three sometimes. And then we take like lunch break and then we'll go and practice for an additional three hours, depending on what it looks like that day. Yeah. You know, and then we travel from like legit late January, early February, all the way through July. Like that was our intention for last year, for example. Mm. And we're not coming home unless it was like a 10 day break, like whatever they think is best to give us. Um, and so it's a lot of work. It's a lot of grind. It's, it's you're literally competing for a spot. Like no one on this, this 20 man roster right now has made the the Olympic team. Mm. We're all still fighting, regardless of how many years you've been on this team. Like there is no guarantee for anyone that you're on. Right. So like everyone's taking every day to prove themselves while still being like amazing teammates and, you know, doing this for the, for our, for team Canada, like being the best that we can be for our sport. Right. Um, so yeah, like as coach Smith said, like he gave us those two months off so that we can recuperate it. It was definitely necessary because now we start again, September one, and we've been through it already for the last month Mm. and we're up and at it. Right. So it's a full-time job. It's a full commitment, but we do it because we love it. And we 
we take this time to put in all this work because we want to do what's best. We want to represent our country to the best of our ability right. when it comes down to, when it comes time to be on the world's biggest stage. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. before we get into, I usually, I, I do a thing on here, players, player association where I spit out a name and you can talk about them. Uh, before, before we get to that, I want to ask you about the Canadian tire jumpstart program that you're involved with. Uh, what's, what's involved yeah. with that? Yeah. So, um, how I got involved, I was actually working with Canadian Tire Corporation and their PR department um, from 2016, 2017. And I actually had taken a year off <clears throat> from Team Canada. And so I was full-time with them. And then when I went full-time training after 2017, um, they were just absolutely super supportive of my Olympic journey. And they wanted you know, for me to accomplish what my dreams were. And um, so what they did is instead of uh, being full time, they um, shifted me to, you know, be a, a Jumpstart ambassador. Um, and Jumpstart pretty much supports um, kids of physical disabilities and, and who have financial needs. Um, and they just try and get them into sport. You know, they, cover, they try and cover the cost of that so that they can play in all seasons, whether it's fall, winter, summer, and just to help them get exposure to that. Right. Um, and so for me personally, it's just been a wonderful opportunity because it really aligns with what I truly believe in, um, in my personal core values as a person. Like it's, I, I love you, the kids, I love sport and I love education and all these three, I feel like really wrap up well with Canadian Tire Jumpstart, and I'm really appreciative of their program. Right. Um, because what they do for kids across Canada is so amazing. You know, like they really truly help all kids from ages four to 18. Right. You know, regardless of, oh God, like they, they've just been doing so many amazing initiatives, whether it's like re, you know, reforming like um, playgrounds, like they legit like constructed playgrounds to ensure that it was. Um, accessible for all kids, mm -hmm. you know, they, and they did this all across Canada, you know, they have a jumpstart, um, um, fund going on right now to like help kids stay in sport and they put in like millions of dollars for this. And they're just, they're, they find creative ways to help kids stay involved in sport because they know how important sport can be for life lessons and to, to, to stay involved in sport, to make friends, to, to learn about themselves, I think it's just so amazing. And I'm just so deeply appreciative to want to be a part of it. And the fact that Canadian Tire is also supporting my journey. Like, I can't say enough about how amazing this company is because when they say we all play for Canada, like they truly do live that day to day. Right. That's awesome. Good for them. That's, that's great on their part. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Now we'll go on to the, uh, Player Association. I'll spit out a name. And <laughs> you can you can say what you want. So, I'm nervous. <laughs> don't worry about it. All right, go ahead. So start off with uh, Stacy Kewick. Oh, Q-tip. Oh man, yeah. She. Oh man, she's a pitcher. She was uh, for Syracuse. She was uh, one of our other pitchers on our team, and. Man, she had the nastiest curveball. Like she did backdoor and regular curveball, and she threw hard. Like Is that she right? snapped that thing off. Oh my goodness! Like she was an amazing pitcher to to 
be the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she was just like that kid that was just quiet. Like she showed up when she, like when she did what she had to do when she was called upon. And she, she was just like that fun, easygoing kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I can't, I love that girl. Like, oh God, I, yeah, she, she was a great pitcher. And I had the for, um, I was fortunate to be able to coach her, uh, on her senior year as well. Like when I went into, went to work with the staff right. and I was able to help her with the change up a little bit more. Okay. So to help her develop that pitch and like with her nasty curveball, like, man, she was a dominating wow. force on the field. Like she, when we won big East mm. our, our conference or uh, my sophomore year. So that was our first time playing. We would not have gotten to that winning final day if it wasn't for Stacy the game before. Wow. Because awesome. I was getting called for illegal pitches because I was apparently like hopping, I guess. And she comes in and like pressure's on and she just shuts the door and like she helps our team get to the final. Like she, she was amazing. Awesome. I love that kid. All right. Second one is uh, Hallie Gibbs. Oh, Hallie. Oh my God. You know, that kid, oh, she was amazing. Like she was our third baseman at, at Syracuse and her very first collegiate at bat. She hits a home run. Wow. <laughs> you know, like she's like, she is just a baller. Like she would do absolutely anything for this team. And like, she admitted, like, she's like, sometimes I really don't like softball. I am a hundred percent. I'm just being totally upfront with you guys, but I am willing to put, yeah, yeah, she did. And she's like, but I will give you absolutely everything that I have while I'm here for my four years. Wow. And she did like, you look at her and like, she was just so smooth, so athletic a great teammate on and off the field. Like I get goosebumps just thinking about her because she's just a wonderful human being and just such a hard worker. I really, really enjoyed my time playing with with her. Awesome. Hey, you brought her up earlier. I didn't know she was your roommate at the Pan Ams, but but (laughs) Joey. (laughs) Yeah, Jojo. Um, Joey and I actually go back a long time. Um, we both had coaches, uh, the same coach as Patty Acton. Mm-hmm. And so she's a couple years older than me. So I was actually, uh, I was able to watch her, um, play with the Scarborough spirit. And then sometimes I would come in as little 10 year old Jenna to practice with her team. And I just remember her being such a competitor still is mm-hmm. still is a, a competitor and the hardest working player. Like you talk about if you have to define what's a good teammate, like Joey lies picture is right beside there. Right. Like she is selfless. She's extremely hardworking. She's loyal and she'll do everything that she can to be ready when the time comes. Right. And she proves it every time. Whenever she gets that chance, she executes and she's just, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She, I she, definitely, I, I told her, like, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say she, and she's getting to play right now down that, the the AU league. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's doing great. And I, you know, I keep in touch with them, obviously. And she's just saying like, what an amazing experience this has been. You know, she gets to know a little bit more about other players around the States, but like also like from Team Mexico, Team USA, you know, and she's just like, this has just been a really awesome opportunity that she doesn't think she would have been able to get anywhere else had she not done this. So I'm really happy that she took it, this opportunity. And I think she's really enjoying herself and she's just continuing to grow as a player there. Awesome. Uh, next one is Lauren Regula. Oh, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to fangirl here. So <laughs> I like, remember, <laughs> I remember watching her play when I was like 15 years old, when I was at the Canada cup 
and like Lauren Bay was like the name, you know, mm-hmm. like her and Danielle Laurie, like Lauren, oh my God, like just a fierce competitor, a lefty, snapped it off so hard, like just that name for Team Canada, you know, and mm-hmm. being able, so like when I left Team Canada for the year for 2016, she came in and like she came out of retirement after like, I think eight, eight years, eight like years, she has, yeah. yeah, like she had three kids. Like I need people to understand that like she has three kids. She runs her own business. Like she is legit super mom. Yep. She's amazing. 100%. And, uh, yep. And she comes in in 2016 and then she decides like after like, no, you're not, she wants to focus on her business and her family. I actually happened to come back in 2017. And so we like just miss each other. And I'm like, man, like what an amazing opportunity that could have been like, <laughs> like pitching the side, like with my, like one of the role models, like someone that I really looked up to as a kid growing up. Yeah. And so now she's back and I'm just like, holy moly, like this is so cool. Like I went to Ohio and I was able to work out with her, like whether it's like one in the gym and then two, like just on the, on the mound and just getting an idea as to like what her mindset is like and how confident she is, regardless of how many years she's been off, like off playing from, from the game. Like I love her fierce competitiveness. I love, the belief that she carries within herself. Mm -hmm. But I also love how transparent she is about like what she, she truly can go through day to day. You know, like she's a human being. She's not, she says like people call her like super mom, but she's like, you know, I have my good and my bad days. And I love that. She's just super open to that kind of stuff because I think that just shows how wise and um, how genuine she is as a person. Like people look up to her, but she can also totally relate to people because She's not. She she may wear the cape to pe- to many people's eyes, but she also shows that other side of her that's just so real and raw. And I love that about her. She's just an amazing person, an amazing pitcher, and I'm so glad to be able to be on the field with her. Absolutely. Very cool. That's awesome. And my last yeah. one is Mr. Todd Martin. <laughs> Todd, yeah, he's like definitely my mentor. Um, we, I remember watching. Oh no, not even watching. Like I remember when I was fifth, I was around 14 years old, 15 years old. And I was in Scarborough and Ontario and I had to go to practice. And then all of a sudden there was this big guy there just chucking it. And like, he's helping these kids, you know, with their own pitches. And my dad's like, go talk to him. Like you need a pitching coach. <laughs> Cause like, the, cause beforehand, like I was very fortunate to have another pitching coach, Julie Brooks, who I learned a lot from, but then she moved to Florida. But you know, a lot of my early uh, day career like that came from her but Todd also helped me you know as we want to talk about like it's a change up and mm-hmm. he helped me with the mental side of the game and he's always been that person that would that will be there for me like and it's insane to say like here's just this guy who like is a ball rat I'm a ball rat like we just click mm-hmm. and like he's the kind of guy like this is like legit what he would do for me like if I was home in the summer months and I had you know uh, a day off and I wanted to practice and I'd be like, Hey Todd, like, do you have a time? Do you have time to like come work with me today? He's like, come, come to X wherever place. Um, come, I'll do it during my lunch hour. So he rolls into the field with his suit on, oh my God. goes into the bathroom, changes, puts on his shirt and his shorts, grabs his glove and he's there with me, you know, and he's always a phone call away and we, I still see him on the regular. We still chat almost daily, mm-hmm. whether it's about ball or anything. And he is 
one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. I think he is super confident in himself and I love that about him. And I think um, people really look up to him one, because not only of like what he's accomplished, but two, but like just how he generally wants to help, like help develop the game of softball for the next generation. And I think people really feed off of that and want to be around someone like him. Um, I, I listened to his podcast actually earlier, <laughs> maybe last week, and how uh, I know he, he said about his daughter, Jenna, and like the name thing and whatever, but he's like, I remember I have to, I have to, um, I have to say, I did not tell him to name her Jenna multiple <laughs> times. It was definitely like maybe once at most twice. Okay, Todd, I remember it. It was between Jenna and Avery. Um, and it was just like, when, when I found out that he was legit going to name her Jenna, like, I mean, Jenna, his daughter is an absolute beast on the mound, but like to know how, like how special our relationship is for him to do that. Yeah. That's unreal. No one's ever done that. I wear 29 because of him. He's just, he's a, he's so incredible. He's a legend to the game. Yeah. He's going to forever be a legend. He always, you know, he jokes about like, Oh, that's the Jenna Kyra change up. Now I don't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I, <laughs> every time I talk about my change up, I say like, this is a Todd Martin change up. So that name yeah. will forever exist as long as I'm coaching kids. So yeah. I, I, I couldn't get I over his memory, that. his memory. Like, oh, I, I know. I have a thing like, like I remember quite a bit, but, Todd just blew me out of the water when it comes to memory. I was like, yeah. how you remember like something that happened in 98 with in the second inning? Like, I was like, what? Yeah. You know that quote where they're like, you won't remember the score. You won't remember the details of the game, but yeah. you'll remember like the people. I'm like, no, like Todd Martin remembers all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he, oh man, but his memory, I text him after like listening to it. I'm like, how do you remember those things? You're, so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. If anyone ever gets the opportunity to meet with them, have a conversation with them, they'll always leave feeling like they had an amazing laugh and yeah. they learned something and they met someone incredible. Okay. I gotta, so, I gotta ask yeah. about the flip change. Like uh, <laughs> what is, is the flip change when you, when you roll it over? So uh, how I, perceive the flip change I, I look at spin rotation firstly so a flip change the spin is rotating backwards like toward the pitcher or like you know like oh, okay. it, it's so like if you were to throw it make it you see this often like the back of your pitching hand is being is showing right like you're you're literally showing the back of your hand and you're flipping the ball off of your hand right to your catcher whereas what Todd and I do is more of a drop peel change. So the rotation of the ball is moving forward toward the catcher. So it's coming in looking like a drop Drop ball or call it fastball. Whereas the flip change is rotating in the other direction and it has more of a tendency to float. Whereas ours will, as you probably saw in the videos that you Mm -hmm. watched, that it it moves significantly downward. Like it has a lot of movement and that's just because of the peeling motion yeah. so if your hand wants to stay through the pitch like almost like a fastball if you think about it but then you have to shorten up your arm to like slow the pitch down like that you don't slow your motion down it's what you do with your finish that creates that slow motion but your aggressiveness still stays the same and that's what trips everyone up because the rotation is super tight 
and mm-hmm. forward and it looks like it's coming in like something hard but in fact you're like literally pulling the string at the end and it just like slows down and drops oh, i can now, <laughs> so I can, it's not a flip i, I can now <laughs> if i'm ever up in your area i'll show you yeah i can now sleep at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we won't yeah yeah we're big believers in the down pitch yeah like the flip change like and you know talking to any pitcher who's listening right now like if that's if, if that's what you throw and it works for you fine but like what we truly believe like if you want to go you know you want to go the distance with your softball career and, and I, I truly believe that the down spin like forward spin mm. um will get you way further because i think a successful pitcher has good location, good movement and deception. Right. So if you have a really good changeup, you keep, keep the timing off the batters. I think, um, you'll be way more successful. So if you can get a pitcher, I'm sorry, if you get a hitter, if you're throwing a slip change and you're at 43 feet and a batter can recognize it and they have time to recoil and like, and like reset and like keep their hands back and drive the ball. Like, you know, like that thing is floating. That thing is probably a little elevated. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it's not, it's, but you know, if that works for you and you're happy with it, like, do you, like, that's how I look. I know yeah. Todd thinks otherwise, but like, if I'm going to try and train a kid and they want, they have certain expectations of themselves, I'm going to be honest with them and I'll show them like our way, um, in hopes that maybe you know, they, they pick it up, but I'm all about like hybrid learning. So if it's not a perfect 12, six rotation, like how Todd and I throw it, and it's a little bit of an angle, but like, you're still getting that down spin and the movement's happening mm-hmm. and it's slow. Perfect. Right. That's how, uh, what I believe. Well, I, I told, I told coach Smith, I said, if you need somebody to throw BP when you guys are training here over the winter this year, I said, I'm, I'm game. He said, well, he goes, I'm going to keep you in my back pocket then. So if, if I yeah, do, I hey. want, I want to see, I want you to show me how to throw that change up. One, we would absolutely love having you there, especially having another arm <laughs> to throw BP. <laughs> and I would be honored to be able to show it to you. And then we could have some fun with it. Yeah. Wow. Like we'll, we'll do a pre-assessment, then we'll do a post-assessment. Yeah. How about that? That's that, the future in me. <laughs> that sounds good. And you know what? I'll, I'll be happy to stop hanging them to the rest of our league here because I hang my change up big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we can fix that. Don't worry. We'll awesome. fix that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Janet, I need to thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, best of luck at the Olympics. I'm sure you guys are going to do good. Best of luck in wedding planning as well. And <laughs> thank I, you. <laughs> I thank you so much for coming on. Um, honestly, thank you for having me. Like, I know how much work this stuff takes, you know, to prepare and what you're doing to help grow the game and our sport. Like, I, I think it's so cool that we're able to bring in people to talk the game of softball. I don't think that happens enough. And so to have you know, a spot where people can tune in and mm-hmm. listen to people's stories, educate themselves, understand the recruiting process, especially from like a, a, a woman's standpoint. I think that's really special and really awesome. So yeah. thank you for creating this platform. It's awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's keep in touch and we'll work on that change up. Okay. Absolutely. Jenna. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. You as well. <laughs> All right. Bye. See ya. Silence.
silence but my actions being very loud My mama's very right away, I made him hear me out I said I do this till I was carried out Till I'm in the cemetery buried, I'm running the necessary routes All I wanted was appreciation from the ones that I appreciated Nothing sophisticated, and all I ever needed was financial security To make sure that this music wouldn't murder me I grew up on Snoop Dogg and put a premiere The music with them both, so I feel like the goal's fulfilled Invested every dollar saved, the music for real Put it all in real estate and stock and it steadily builds Now my family is good, so the goals change, roles change I'm looking at it different now with old age Time used to move slow, now flies fast You can always get your money, but can never get your time back I be stuck in my ways, got me feeling somewhere Never change for a thing, yeah you got it Ain't got no one to blame, cause I ride my own way Had to find my own way, yeah you got it Buzzing like it used to be. I see these other guys are racking, I'm more views than me. I used to have that attitude, like let me prove my peace. Now I'm like, it's cool with me. Maybe I'm just too fatigued.